And for more, we're joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Thanks, Sakina. Well, the big one today, those inflation numbers, um, you know, that came out yesterday, they're going to tell us more about uh, the uh, rate, uh, uh, the, 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 the MPC's decision on rates today. Yes, Sakina. I mean, you know, the number wasn't as, uh, didn't accelerate to the extent uh, that, that analysts had expected it would. I mean, we saw uh, inflation coming in at a 4.7% increase year on year for June. Um, and that compares to, that compares to around 4.8% for May, you know. So there's nothing really in it with regards to inflation um, year on year from the previous month. And more importantly, core inflation, which excludes uh, energy costs and non-alcoholic Beverage costs um, that came in um, within the Reserve Bank target band, slowing to 5.7% year on year. So, all in all, we see inflation uh, slowing quite a bit, coming in below analyst expectations, and uh, you know, it almost seemed unanimous uh, that there would be a rate hike at tomorrow's meeting uh, after the previous uh, MPC meeting and how hawkish uh, Reserve Bank Governor uh, Lesesha Kanyako was. But uh, you know, data has turned a little bit since that point, and. Uh, you know, I think there's a little bit more of a, a mixed sentiment out there as to what we'll see today. You know, I think um, uh, inflation is definitely slowing. The Reserve Bank is very aware of uh, how soft the South African economy is. In fact, their leading indicator um, that provided evidence to them of that release just earlier in the week, which we discussed. And, uh, we, you know, we're looking at 1.5% economic growth for, or between 1.5% and 2% economic growth for South Africa in 2015. Um, and with, uh, you know, global data turning a little bit and uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve possibly looking to push out a hike further than September and when they do hike, uh, making it a very shallow hiking cycle, I think we may manage to stave off an interest rate uh, hike for the time being and the Reserve Bank will wait one more meeting to see uh, what data comes comes out before they definitively move Sakina. So, yeah, I think we may stave off an interest rate hike for just one more meeting, and I'm calling an out-of-consensus hold for the Reserve Bank for today's meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, just looking at Anglo-American there, Nadir, uh, challenges faced by uh, two of its subsidiaries, uh, Kumba and Amplats. Yes, Sakina, I mean, it's a dire situation, isn't it? We've seen uh, uh, commodity prices come off vociferously. I mean, we're talking about uh, platinum prices coming off 30% this year. We're talking about iron ore prices coming off nearly 50% this year. Um, and, you know, we, both companies release interim results this week, and the story of both of them is cost-cutting, isn't it? I mean, they're talking about it being very difficult to make money in the current conditions. They're talking about achieving uh, greater efficiencies at their mines and reducing their cost per ton for uh, Kumba iron ore and reducing the cost per ounce for uh, Anglo-American platinum. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really a story about uh, conserving costs rather than, you know, a bullish outlook that uh, we saw um, during the commodity super cycle in 2007 where these guys were bringing a massive number of mines on board and, you know, not really cognizant of the, of the cash cost of production of some of these mines. You know, I think it's a very different story today with uh, commodity prices sort of halving since that point. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the companies are really battling to, to, to declare dividends. You know, I mean, we saw Kumba Iron Ore um, basically cutting its interim dividends, and that's a company that 
what's been known to be a cash cow, you know, trading at a really, really high dividend yield, but for the time being cutting their dividends. Um, and despite the fact that Amplatz uh, was cash positive after their mines came back online after the strike last year, they still decided not to pay a dividend because um, they see the need to conserve cash in the current environment. So Anglo-American re- releases results uh, tomorrow, interim results tomorrow. And in fact, uh, we saw Anglo-American touching a 13-year low in trading on, in, in, in London yesterday. And that's really on the expectation that uh, um, Anglo themselves are going to have to cut their dividend given that uh, the cash cow subsidiary Kumba has cut their dividend. And uh, we, talk, we see Kumba talking about uh, the requirement to cut the cash cost for um, each ton of iron ore from $63, uh, $63 a ton, which is where it was last year, to $45 a ton by next year because of the declining iron ore price. And, you know, we look at a, an iron ore price close to $50, $50 a ton. Well, Kumba is actually making losses at these levels. So it's really a dire situation, Sakina. And, you know, Amplat is slightly more flexible. Um, you know, obviously the Rustenburg mines remain a problem with, uh, with the platinum price at $970 an ounce. You know, none of those mines are cash positive. But all in all, they remain a bit more flexible than Kumba Iron Ore in order to, to cut costs quite substantially. Mm. And just a quick update on U.S. earnings this morning, Nadir. Yeah, so we saw Coca-Cola come out yesterday. Um, you know, all in all, it, it, it was a fairly disappointing set of numbers, but ironically, it was above what the markets were expecting. So analysts were expecting uh, earnings per share in the region of 60 cents, and they came out with earnings per share at around 72 cents. Now, a big chunk of that was due to one-time effects of uh, a, a sale of, 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 the, of a business unit at, at, at Monster, but uh, they still seen disappointing top-line numbers. You know, I mean, uh, they the, the, overall beverage growth of only 2% globally. Obviously, uh, they operate in a lot of emerging markets, so the very strong dollar impacted their earnings uh, quite negatively. So uh, even though they saw a 2% uh, sort of uh, global uh, uh, volume growth, they saw a 13% decline from their, uh, from their outside of North America revenues due to the, due to the dollar strength. Um, they saw a marginal increase in their, in, in, in their U.S. and North American uh, uh, volumes and revenues, uh, but all in all, n- n- not really a great set of numbers, but better than what the market had expected. You know, I mean, Coca-Cola is not exactly a growth story as the world becomes more health conscious and moves towards more, um, healthier diet options. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just a sign of the changing consumption patterns and the markets were really tr- uh, pricing in a dreadful number and it came in marginally above that. So we see McDonald's reporting today and we see similar headwinds facing a company like that where global consumption patterns are, are changing and you know we saw indications this year that for the first time ever McDonald's were closing more stores than they're opening in North America so it's really an indication of global consumption patterns but let's wait and see what comes out from McDonald's with a market also uh, pricing in a, fl- a fairly dreadful number from them.